Mesech's Trimus Perik Dalad Mishnah Aleph until Perik Hey Mishnah Aleph. The last few Mishnahs have brought several arguments between Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yeshua concerning when Truma falls into a mixture of chulin, of regular unsanctified produce, and how much chulin is needed in order to be mavatel to nullify the Truma which fell into that mixture. Now, in the previous Mishnah, we had a case of somebody who presses figs at the top of barrels, so he knows that the truma is at the top of the barrels. However, according to Rebiliezer, we still count the figs which are towards the bottom of the barrels as part of the 100 chulin in order to be mevatel the truma. So even though you know that the truma was not at the bottom, nevertheless, you can still use the ones at the bottom to be considered as part of the mixture in order to be mevatel that truma. And one of the reasons for this is because since, anyway, separating Trumas and Maesras is only Midoraisa, it's only a Torah obligation if it's from grain, grapes, or olives. So since figs are only Midyabonon obligated in tithes, Rabbi Eliezer um, applies this leniency over here. And in the Mishnah, which we're about to learn, is a very similar case that Rabbi Eliezer also applies the leniency. Says the Mishnah, Sa'a Truma, a Sa'a measurement of Truma, which fell onto the tip, onto the top of a storehouse of grain. So there's this very large storehouse of grain, but you know that the trimmer is at the top. It's on the surface of this storehouse. So the kip are you removed the surface of the grain in the storehouse, so you're certain that you removed the trimmer. However, the question is, is that good enough? If there weren't a hundred times more chulin than trimmer in the mixture, then it won't help if you're sure that you removed the trimmer. But Rebilezer once again will apply his leniency. Rebilezer says, And literally this means if there is in the amount which he took away from the storehouse, if there are a hundred sa'ar, so then it literally comes up, it's bottle, it's nullified in a hundred and one. So according to the simple way of understanding that, Rebilezer is saying that you cannot take into account the grain at the bottom of the storehouse, Rather, you can only take into account the bit which is at the surface of the storehouse, because only that grain is in a case of, is in doubt. But you know that the rest of the grain is not truma, and therefore you cannot take that into account. However, once you've learned the previous Mishnah, it's clear that Rebbe Yezer does not hold of that. We saw in the previous Mishnah that according to Rebbe Yezer, even though the bottom ones are not in doubt, you know that they're chulin, since at the end of the day they are part of the mixture, you can take them into account. They can count towards the 100 to be mevatel the truma. And therefore, many of the Mepharshim, including the Baitunura, explain that indeed it's not just the surface level which we take into account. Rather, according we look at the entire storehouse as one. And if there are a hundred times chulin than trimmer in the entire storehouse, then it's mavatal the trimmer. So as long as you just take out one sa'ar, you'd be able to eat the rest of it and treat it as chulin. Now the question is, if we're now explaining this case is the same as the previous case, then why does the Mishnah even bring this case? Surely we already learned in the previous Mishnah of the case with the figs on the jugs, on the barrels, that according to Rebilezer we can take into account even ones which aren't part of the doubt, even the figs towards the bottom of the barrels. So what's the point of our Mishnah? So one answer given is that since this person, once the trimmer fell into the storehouse, he removed the entire top layer of the grain, so you might have thought that he's now viewing the top part as separate to the rest of it. He's doing an action to show that he doesn't view it all as one. So you might have thought that you cannot take into account the entire storehouse. So therefore, Abeliezer says that no, we don't say that, and rather you can take into account the, in the entire storehouse to be mevatel the trimmer. On the other hand, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, Leitale, it's not bottle like Rabbi Yeshua said in the previous Mishnah, 
since the bottom part of the storehouse you know is definitely chulin, you can't use that to be mavatel the trimmer. Bittel only works if it's a doubt. So if you know that that part is chulin, then it cannot be used, it cannot be taken into account when being mavatel the trimmer. Now it comes out according to Yeshua, that if let's say there is not enough in the top layer of the storehouse to be mavatel the trimmer, so you can take into account the rest of the storehouse, so it will be mavatel. So all you need to do is take out one sa'ah from the storehouse and give that to a Kohen, so that the Kohen does not lose out. However, according to Yeshua, since we're not taking into account the bottom part of the storehouse, the entire storehouse right now is viewed as a meduma, a mixture of chulin and trimmer which is not bottle, so you shouldn't be able to eat any of it. So advice, according to Yeshua, would be that sa'ah trimmer should not pimagura, if one sa'ah of trimmer grain fell onto the top of a storehouse of grain, of chulin grain, and you know that the trimmer is still at the surface, so you cap enna. You should remove the entire surface level so that you're sure that you have, you've removed the trimmer, so then only that part needs to be treated as trimmer. But the rest of the storehouse you can now treat as chulin, and even the non-coin would be able to eat it. Now the Mishnah ends off by asking Vin Kane, if so, if you're telling me that in this case where trimmer is mixed with chulin, you can just take out part of it, including the trimmer, and then the rest of it's permitted, then Lama Omru Trimmer Ilbachdomeya. Why did the Chachom ever say that trimmer requires 101 parts of the mixture, meaning another 100 chulin parts, to be mevatel that one trimmer part? Surely you could always just remove part of the mixture and then the rest of it would be permitted. So the Mishnah answers, no, our case is different, because in our case you know as a fact that the trimmer is on the surface level. When is it that you say that you require 100 times more chulin than trimmer? That's only an Ein Yudua in Belunosein. If you don't know if they're mixed together, like Nofla, or where the trimmer is located in the mixture, so then of course you can't just take part of the mixture and then rely on the rest of it being chulin, because you don't know if you took out trimmer. But in our case, since you know that by taking the surface level, you've definitely taken the trimmer out, so the rest of the mixture will be permitted and treated as regular chulin. Mishnayud base. In a way, the following case is the exact opposite of the previous two cases. In the previous two cases, Truma fell into a mixture of chulin, so that it was all now in one mixture, but you knew as a fact that part of that mixture was chulin. So let's say you knew that the bottom part of the storehouse was chulin. The following case is where there are going to be two totally separate piles of produce. However, none of it is definitely chulin. So what's the case? If you have two boxes of chulin, and these two boxes don't even need to be close to each other, they can be in two different houses even, or the next case is two storehouses, or it doesn't have to be storehouses, it could be rooms which are used for storage, but in this case the two storerooms need to be next to each other. They need to be in the same house and on the same floor of the same house. Because in such a situation, it's likely that the produce which is in one of the rooms is going to be moved into another one. You store, this, you store this produce in both rooms, so you're likely to just move one of them to the other room as well. And boxes, even if the boxes aren't in the same house, because you can move the boxes around, you're also likely to move the produce from one box into another box. And because of that, if if one sort of trimmer falls into one of the boxes, and you're not sure into which box or into which room that sort of trimmer fell into, and the case under discussion is where there's not enough chulin in each box individually to be mevatel the but if we view the two boxes as one, then there's enough to be mevatel the So the Mishnah tells us that you can view them as one, 
since they're likely anyway to be mixed, and therefore Marley's there as they, they do combine to be Mavatel the Trummer. Now, Rabbi Shimon takes it a step further, and Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Shimon says, that you don't even have to have a case where it's likely that they'll be mixed together. Fact is, you don't know which box it fell into, or which room it fell into, and therefore both boxes are under doubt, so there are a hundred chulin pieces of produce which are in cases of doubt. They're under doubt as to whether they're the trimmer piece, and therefore even if it's not likely they'll be mixed together, we still view it all as one, because it's all part of one case of doubt, and therefore, even if the two boxes or the two rooms are in different cities, so it's not likely they'll be mixed together, as long as you're not sure which box it fell into, both boxes and both rooms would combine to remove the trimmer. Mishnah Yud Gimur, Yossi now cites a story which has a similar case to the previous Mishnah. My Sabah, Omar Yossi said, My Sabah after Rabbi Akiva, a story, a case came before Rabbi Akiva, Bachamishima Gudoy Shalyorok, where there were 50 bundles of vegetables, Shanofla Achas Mehen, Lusaychon, and then one more bundle of vegetables fell into this pile of 50 bundles of vegetables. But this bundle which fell into the mixture only chets your trimmer. Only half of this bundle was trimmer. So that means that before this bundle fell into the pile of bundles, it became a maduma, because there was half trimmer, half chulin, so there's not enough chulin to be mavatal the trimmer, which means that we view the entire bundle as trimmer, a maduma mixture, so a non-kohen cannot eat it. So then this maduma fell into a pile of 50 chulin bundles of vegetables. So now, if we view this first bundle, the maduma bundle, as totally trimmer, then it won't be bottle in the 50 other bundles, because there's only 50 times more chulin than trimmer. However, since in reality the maduma is only half trimmer, even though we treat it as totally trimmer, only half it is trimmer. So if that's the case, that means that in this mixture there's 101 times more chulin than trimmer. Truth is, you only need 100 times more, but there'll be 101 times more. You've got the 50 bundles, plus half of this maduma bundle, so that's 50 and a half, and then you've got half a bundle of trimmer. So there's 101 times more chulin than trimmer. So that's the question of the Mishnah. Can we view this maduma as only half trimmer, which in reality it is? Or do we say that no, once it's become a maduma, we consider it as literally the entire thing as trimmer? So the Almighty Lefonov says Rabbi Yossi, I said in front of Rabbi Akiva, that the halacha, in my opinion, is that tale. It is bottle, meaning we look at the maduma as only half trimmer, so once there's another 50 full bundles of chulin, it is mavatal the trimmer, why? I'm not saying that trimmer only requires 51 parts of the mixture, or 50 more chulin than trimmer to be bottle, because that's not true, you need 100. But in this case, there are 100. Altogether in the mixture, there are 102 half bundles, which means there are 101 times more chulin than trimmer, and that is why the chulin is mavatel the trimmer. So that's what Rabbi Yoy said in front of Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva agreed that that should be the halacha. Perak hey, the fifth perak of the Masechta continues his discussion of trimmer being mixed with chulin, and specifically the first half of this perak will discuss cases of tomei trimmer and tomei chulin, and whether that makes a difference to the maduma or to the bittel. So the first case of our mission is of trimmer tomeya. If once of tomei trimmer it falls into less than a hundred sa'ah of chulin, and therefore there's not enough chulin to be mavatal the trimmer. So the mixture becomes a maduma. And says the Mishnah, the same would apply, Olamai If this tommy trimmer fell into my 
which is the gift which goes to a levy. But once the levy's got it, anyone can eat it. Even a non-levy, even a non-Kohen is allowed to eat maceration, as long as the levy gives them permission. Whereas trimmer, a non-Kohen, is never allowed to eat. So if there isn't enough maceration to be mevatel the trimmer, then again this would become a medrimmer. And the same would apply, only maceration or hektash. If they got mixed with maceration, which is a tenth of one's produce which he has to eat in Yerushalayim himself, but he has to eat it in Yerushalayim. And hektash is produce which has been designated to the Beis Hamikdash. So in any of these cases, since there's not enough of the non-trimmer produce to be mevatel the trimmer, it becomes a meduma. And not only is it a meduma, it's a tome meduma. So now, in general, if somebody has tome trimmer, he still gives it to the Kohen, because although a Kohen is not allowed to eat tome trimmer, he is allowed to benefit from tome trimmer. So for example, he could use it to burn a fire, he could use it for lighting. However, in this case, you should not give it to a Kohen. And the reason for this is because since it's only a meduma, so anyway, most of the mixture is chulin, if you give it to a Kohen, he's likely to end up eating it. Although a Kohen would be careful not to eat tome trimmer, if it's only a meduma which is tome, so since most of it's chulin, he's not going to be so careful, he might be lenient on himself and he might end up eating the tome trimmer. And so to prevent that occurring, you should not give it to a Kohen. So what should you do? You can't eat it because it's a meduma. So the Mishnah says, Yirkavu, you should leave them to rot, because there's no other solution. You can't give it to a coin and kill the come to eat it. So that's case number one. Case number two, into Hoira if that Sa'ar of Truma, which fell into the non-Truma produce, was actually Tahar, it was pure, so then it's got the Halacha of a regular Meduma mixture. A non coin is not allowed to eat it, so he really needs to give the entire thing to a coin. However, it's not really fair, and the Kohen has no right to the entire mixture, only to the truma. So you mochula in bidbeis truma. You should sell the entire mixture to the karnim for the value of truma. Truma is worth less than chulin because there are less people who want the truma. So the karnim get to pay you the cheaper price. They need to pay you for the entire mixture. Chutz except for the value of that of truma. So, for example, if let's say once of truma fell into twenty of chulin, so there's now twenty one of in the mixture. So the Kohen who you give the mixture to should pay you for 20 of those Sa'ar. And he pays the cheaper price of Trimmer. So that's if Tahar Trimmer fell into Chulin. What happens if the Tahar Trimmer fell into less than 100 Sa'ar of Mycerician? So again, it's a Meduma, but a Tahar Meduma. So in this case, there's a way to ensure that nobody loses out, and yet you still don't need to go through this process of selling the Meduma to a Kohen. How so? So this case is where the Meiserishan still requires Trumas Meiser to be separated from it. The halacha is that once the Levi receives a tenth of the Yisrael's produce, once he receives the Meiserishan, he needs to separate a tenth of the Meiserishan as Trumas Meiser and give that to a Kohen. Now Trumas Meiser has the same halachas as Truma itself, which means that now the Yisrael has a Meduma mixture, which contains both Mycerician and Truma, and let's say there are 10 Sa'ar of Mycerician, and one Sa'ar of Truma fell into the Mycerician. So since there's only one Sa'ar of Truma in this Meduma mixture, the Israel should really lose out on one Sa'ar of it. So what he can do is give those 11 Sa'ar, the 10 Mycerician Sa'ar plus the one Sa'ar of Truma, give that to a Levi in exchange for 10 Sa'ar of Chulin. So that way the Yisrael is losing out on one of the Sa'ar, because one of it was Truma, and now the Levi has 10 Sa'ar, sorry, the Levi has 11 Sa'ar, 
one of which is Truma, and ten of which are Misa. So this is a Madura mixture, so the Levi can't benefit from it. But there's a way for the Levi to fix the situation, and make sure that he does not lose out on anything. Because if the Levi has another 90 Mycerician Sa'ar of produce, so these 10 Sa'ar of Mycerician, which are within this mixture, he can make those Trumus Mycer on behalf of the other 90. 90 plus 10 would be 100, a tenth of that would be 10. So then he would give 11 Sa'ar, this Madura mixture, he would give it all to a Kohen, and that would be considered one Sa'ar as Trumah, and the other 10 Sa'ar as Trumus Mycer. So in this way, the Israel and the Levi and the Kohen, none of them will be losing out. So all that we just explained, the Mishnah says in four simple words, Yikr Hashem is Trumus Meiser. You should give it a name of Trumus Meiser, meaning the Levi should use that mixture and designate it as Trumus Meiser on behalf of other Meiser produce which he has. And thirdly, the Imn Meiser Shani Ola Hegdashnafla, if the Tahar Truma fell into less than a hundred Sa'ar, of Mysashani or Hekdush, so there's a very easy solution when it comes to these two things. Because Mysashani and Besamikdush property can be redeemed onto money, and then you can bring out the money to Yerushalayim and then spend the money on food there. That's with Mysashani, and with Hekdush, you can just redeem it onto money and then the money goes to the Besamikdush. So the Mishnah says, you should redeem the Mysashani or the Hekdush part of the mixture, redeem it onto other money or other produce. And then the produce which is within the mixture just becomes like regular chulin. So now it's a mixture of truma with chulin. So what do you do in that situation? We already saw the beginning of the Mishnah that you would sell it to a Kohen and the Kohen would pay you for all of it except for the truma part. Okay, next scenario. What happens if the chulin into which the truma fell was tomei and there was less than a hundred times chulin so it's a Madura mixture where the chulin was tomei but the truma was tahar. So in this case, he has to do everything which we said in the previous part of the Mishnah. So if it was Maeserishini or Hector, she would have to redeem it. If it was Maeserishini, he has to make it into Trumus Maeser. But he has to make it into a situation where the mixture of the, orig- the original mixture will now be Truma mixed with Chulin. So it's no longer got the sanctity of Maeserishini or Maeserishini. And now it's a Maduma which has Tomei Chulin but Tahar Truma. So when the Kohen comes to eat this mixture, he's got to be very careful of a certain thing. And that thing is that he cannot allow the Truma to become Tomei. Now there's a very basic and fundamental law with regards to Tumah, and that is that food can only become Tomei if it has become wet from one of seven liquids. For example, water or milk or honey. So the cone basically needs to make sure that this mixture of Truma with Chulin does not come into contact with any of those liquids, so that the Truma cannot become Tomei, and then that way he'll be able to eat it because the Truma will remain Tahar. And the Mishnah will offer a number of different ways in order to make sure that the Truma does not become Tomei. And that is, he could eat the mixture dry, or toasted, and if he wants to knead it into proper dough, there's also a way to do that. He can knead it and mix it with fruit juices, because that is not one of the seven liquids which would make it able to become Tomei. And now, fourth solution is He could split it into lots of different doughs. If he splits the mixture into lots of small parts, well, the halacha is that something can only transmit Tomei if it's the size of a kibetza, of an egg. So if he splits the mixture into smaller parts, then it won't be able to become Tomes, so they should be small enough that not one piece is as big as a kibetza, and in that way the Kohen will be able to eat this whole mixture and ensure that the Truma does not become Tomei, so eating it in a permissible way.